This is the Monday, November 15th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for this day. So settle in and we'll set you up in 10 minutes or slightly more with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top rated daily fantasy app. Tyler Folger, man, Anita Marks with you on this Monday morning, as we always are, getting you ready for Monday Night Football. By the Bay, NFC West Showdown, Rams and the 49ers. Rams laying three and a half on the road, total of 50 and a half against the Niners. We'll, of course, have some props for this game in just a few moments. But first, side total action that you may have, Anita. Yeah, I'm a little frustrated right now because you know okay so first things first i'm going to take the rams minus three and a half probably my favorite play is the under at 50 and a half and i'm going to get into all the reasons why but i've looked everywhere to try to get the rams minus three i don't like the hook who likes the hook nobody likes the hook and the, the only thing you can do to eliminate the hook is minus two and a half at like minus 140 or minus 160. it's too much juice no, somebody give me the Rams minus three. Can't find it anywhere, Tyler. Nowhere, anywhere. Zilch, zero, no bueno. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the fact that this has come down a little bit, I think the Rams were four um, earlier in the week. It's now three and a half. That makes me a little bit more comfortable. Of course, I'd like to get to the uh, round number of a field goal. But I do like the Rams side in this one, kind of like the Cowboys bouncing back after their disappointing loss last week. I see the Rams kind of doing the same. Uh, they're definitely going to be hurt by the loss of Robert Woods, and we can touch on that in a second and how it will affect our prop play. But uh, now Odell Beckham is a necessity, not a luxury that we'll have to fill in there offensively. The, the 49ers this season have not really been that good or consistent of a team. They're 0-4 ATS at home this season. Um, Sean McVay usually bounces back from a, a loss very well. So I expect that to be the case here. Now in this particular matchup, Kyle Shanahan's gotten the best of Sean McVay. He's five and three straight up five and three ATS, but that was when Robert Sala was his defensive coordinator and Jared Goff was the quarterback. Um, mm -hmm. the first two years of this, you know, quote unquote rivalry, McVay was the guy who had Shanahan's number, but the last two seasons, the Niners swept the uh, Rams and it was mostly because Jared Goff turned the ball over way too much. Now we saw Stafford do that against the Titans. My guess though, is that we will see Stafford play a better game in this matchup. He won't have those two awful turnovers that set up really short fields for the Titans against this um, Niners team. I think the quarterback more apt to turn the ball over and give the other team some extra possessions or short fields is Jimmy Garoppolo. So uh, I see the Rams offense, especially Stafford, bouncing back against a uh, San Francisco 49ers defense that is, you know, 22nd in the NFL in total QBR allowed to the opposition. And Matt Stafford, lo and behold, ranks first in the NFL by four points over Tom Brady in total QBR. So, uh, and Garoppolo is way down on that list and having Aaron Donald, Von Miller now, and uh, Jalen Ramsey to uh, get after Jimmy Garoppolo, I think is a recipe potentially for disaster for the Niners offense. So, uh, and since it's under four, since we can have, you know, a 27-23 type of win, a 31-27 type of win, I would love it if it was three. But I really do think if the Rams are the team I think they are, like the Dallas Cowboys did, just smashing the Atlanta Falcons, they'll bounce back and cover this tank, cover this game, pardon me, because good teams win, uh, but the Rams want to be great. It's not enough for them just to win this game by a field goal or less. They have to prove that they are a great team and win this by four or more. 
Yeah, listen, I, I'm so my plays right now are the Rams minus three and a half reluctantly because, you know, the best that you're going to get at minus two and a half is minus 140. It's minus 160 in a number of places. Uh, and again, like I said, my, my probably the one bet that I like the most in regards to the game is the under at 50 and a half. This is the Rams. They have the third ranked offense coming in and now they add Odell Beckham Jr. Granted, they lost Woods. They have the fourth best ranked defense in the NFL and they add Von Miller. Now, keep in mind, Von Miller, not a sure go tonight. Uh, the Rams have said they want to make sure that his ankle is 100% before they let him play. So uh, keep an eye on that. But the 49ers' worst turnover margin in the NFL, Jimmy Garoppolo, 18% completion percentage inside the 10-yard line. And I know Kyle, 4-0 against McVay, but you pointed out all the reasons why. McVay, I love this. He's 16-6 and after a loss. So give me McVay seven days a week and twice on Monday night. And the reason I like the under pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo, it gets to him. And he's missing his right tackle. I'm going to I'm gonna butcher his last name. It's Mike what I do. McGlinchey. There you go. Thank you. Quad injury. <laughs> he's on the IR. Everybody's sleeping on Leonard Floyd. Everybody's talking yep. about Aaron Donald. And let me tell you something. Leonard Floyd is a freaking beast. And I've been looking for the prop bet. I know we're going to get into prop bets for just in, in, in a second. It's not out yet, but over sacks for Leonard Floyd. Oh, man. It's probably like over one sack for Leonard Floyd. It's probably going to be my favorite bet. But again, it has not posted yet. Ramsey is probably going to man up or at least be 80% on Debo Samuel. So he's going to take him out of the, the equation. And as you know, being a big Rams fan, you know that they're the number one rushing defense in the NFL. So that's why, a lot of reasons why I like the under, Tyler. Yeah, I, I can get with that for sure. Um, I definitely think this is a game where the, the Rams defense um, plays well against the 49er offense and makes it difficult for them to move the football. The, the other side of that is the explosive Rams offense I, with so many moving parts, Robert Woods out now and head, getting Odell Beckham back into the swing of things. I, their running backs, Sony Michelle and Daryl Henderson have just been okay this year. They haven't created explosive plays. So I'm not sure they're going to bring, you know, 30, 35, 40 points like the Cowboys offense did. So I, I'm digging the under as well. Now that it's up to 50 and a half. All right, let's get to the prop market here. Um, Anita, uh, I'll just get this out of the way because I know you have a little bit more. Um, on the Niners side, Eli Mitchell, I think, is going to be fed the football. I think, obviously, the Niners want to run, try and control the clock, keep time of possession. So I'm going to play him over 14 and a half carries with no uh, Jamichael Hasty uh, going for the 49ers. And on the Rams side, um, you know, obviously, the the I think the public play, what pe most people are going to do is turn right to Van Jefferson and play his uh, yardage and over and his receptions over because Robert Woods is off uh, now done for the year. And, and Jefferson is the guy, not OBJ, who will immediately slide into that two spot behind uh, Cooper Cup. But let's hear what your uh, cheesecake menu has to say for tonight's <laughs> props. I know you got a, a handful. You can just rip through both the Niners and the Rams. Just out of curiosity, two questions for you. Number one, what was when was the last time you went to a cheesecake factory? And number two, what's your favorite thing? <laughs> and and oh, what's your favorite? So so wait, true true story. I have a lot of family members who live in um who who live in the valley in in Los Angeles. So every year I'd go out to you know in the summer first I'd go out and spend time in California. And we would always go to the Cheesecake Factory. And, like, I've been going to the Cheesecake Factory since I was, like, 10 years old. They didn't come out here to the East Coast until I was, like, after college. Like, late, like, mid to late 20s. And, I, and, I, and I've said to my parents, I said, why didn't you buy stock in the company? <laughs> like, and then now they're gone. 
So I, I can't, A, I can't remember the last time I was at a cheesecake factory and probably my favorite, my favorite is the, uh, is the corn, uh, like the corn uh, pâtés. What are, I think that, oh. the, like, do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know if I've had like, those there. No? So what's your, what's your favorite meal, the cheesecake? I, I don't know if I've had the, the corn uh, dish that you're speaking of. I'll have to put it. I mean, I mean, who has had everything on the menu there? They have 450 things. Um, I did recently, I haven't been there. I've ordered it, uh, you know, for a food delivery service. And I had like a, a salmon and asparagus and the mashed potatoes kind of dinner delivered. It was pretty good, but, uh, it's been, uh, it's been a decade right. since I've actually stepped foot in a cheesecake right. factory. So, so, we digress yeah, there. Get, I know, I know. Let's let let's get this podcast back on track. Okay, so uh, in regard to the Rams, um, I love Matthew Stafford over 281 and a half passing yards. Mm-hmm. Um, also over two and a half rushing yards. Two and a half, are you kidding me? Now, the 49ers, their pressure rate, one of the worst in the NFL, 28th. So what does that mean? They need to send five. Um, I do believe that the Rams are going to have a lead. What does that mean? Stafford's going to tuck the ball and run i would be, i want to believe at least in the second half and fourth quarter uh to keep the, the the clock rolling so that's my philosophy there and if it's only two and a half rushing yards i'm all about it. and you can get that at minus 120 uh cooper cup over seven and a half receptions i still believe that he's going to be, get the, the the volume of the target share so i like that as well at minus 130 and i am all in with you tyler on van jefferson i got van jefferson over three and a half receptions at minus 160 over 49 and a half receiving yards at minus 115 over 19 and a half as his longest reception at minus 120 and anytime touchdown at plus 175. again i do believe that he's going to be the number two in this offense uh odell beckham jr has only been there for a hot second uh, he's round Van Jefferson has run a route on 95% of the dropbacks. We were talking about it before we started the podcast. The Rams are running a lot of personnel, 11 personnel, which mm-hmm. means three wide receiver sets. He's gotten 20 targets in his last three games and the 49ers defense 25th against the pass and 29th against the deep ball. So I am all in. I'm going to be using Van Jefferson, by the way, on a lot of DFS. And I'm and I'm also going to use him as a captain's pick as well. And I know you're really big into DFS as well. Mm-hmm. In regards to the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, anytime interception at minus 125. And Elijah Mitchell, I'm with you. I, th- I, think, I think the 49ers are going to have to establish the run in order to make things easier for Jimmy Garoppolo. But this is a Rams defense. They're the best against the run. So I'm going under 80 and a half rushing and receiving yards and under two and a half receptions for Elijah Mitchell tonight. Those are some props in the Monday night affair. Looks like it should be a good one with a lot to uh, get to. Nothing posted that I've seen on Odell, if you're curious about some Odell props. But real quickly, just from a uh, macro level here, how do you expect him to be used out there? Uh, with the Robert Woods injury again and, and McVay's preference for 11 personnel, there really isn't another wide receiver on the roster besides seventh-round rookie Ben Skoranek out of Notre Dame who can get some – who has seen the field yet this season. So I think Odell will be out there for – you know, at least 50% of the snaps, if not more, they can't run as much 12 personnel as they wanted to with Johnny Munt on IR, their backup tight end, their blocking tight end. So I think Odell's going to be out there and however they need to call plays, you know, to, to make sure that he's okay. I heard Rex Ryan talking on get up this morning that Odell will be out there and he'll play. And the way they'll call the play is, you know, they'll use the Rams terminology and then just whatever position Odell is playing, they'll say, blah, 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 play call. 
X comeback or X go or X slant. They'll make it that easy for Odell and just give him the, the route that he's going to run at the end of the play call since he's probably not familiar with all of the terminology uh, that Sean McVay uses. So uh, that's coming from Rex Ryan on Get Up this morning. So I, I'm excited to see if Odell's going to play more than 50, 60% of the snaps. I think there's a decent chance based on uh, what McVay wants to do. So uh, do you think he'll be out there that much? And if so, what kind of impact do you think he can make? You know, Tyler, here's here's my reservation when it comes to Odell. And I know Odell extremely well. Folks listening to this podcast, I'm here in New York. Uh, prior to working with ESPN, I worked for the Giants. I was part of their broadcast team. Um, I know Odell better than most. He's a freelancer. He was at LSU. He was at the Giants. He was at Cleveland. And that's where the disconnect, I believe, came in with Cleveland, in Cleveland with him and Baker Mayfield. Um, I'm really intrigued to see how his freelance mentality is going to fit into Sean McVay's system. So um, I do believe Sean McVay is going to uh, put together some uh, some plays that are, are going to accentuate Odell's talents and his ability. Um, if it's if the prop bets that are released prior to the game or Odell over two and a half, over three and a half, I'll take the over in receptions. If the prop bets that come out are over five and a half, I'm going to take the under. Um, so that that's kind of where I stand in regard to prop bets. I, I don't know if I'll play any tonight, to be quite frank. But big picture here, Tyler, I'm just I'm really intrigued. I don't know if this is the right fit for him. I understand why he chose L.A. He's been all he's always wanted to play in L.A. Mm-hmm. He's got a house out there. That was his motivational factor. I know he's not happy. He didn't get the number 13. He had to go with three. And oh, by the way, Cam Akers is getting the number three next year. So we'll see what happens next year. That's going to be interesting. But um, I, I just, I, I have some reservations here. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not as gung ho on this signing as most. So, okay. Um, that's kind of where I stand. First opportunity to see Odell tonight on Monday Night Football, potentially Von Miller as well as the Rams make the push for the playoffs. Real quickly, uh, since we've gone so long in that Monday night game, we do want to get to NBA, but anything for uh, week 11 that you're looking at uh, this early uh, on the NFL slate? Yeah, I mean, a a few things. um, And one that really stands out to me, and and that is the Giants getting 11 against the Tampa Bay Bucs. Listen, there is something wrong with this Bucs team. There is something wrong with Tom Brady. They lose Vita Bay um, to injury. So, and, and also the Giants get Saquon Barkley back this week. It's a Monday night football game. I love the I love that the Giants are getting 11. Um, I, I want to believe that the sharp money is going to ride on the Giants, and this might fall to below uh, 10, maybe nine and a half at kickoff. So right now on this Monday afternoon when you're hearing this podcast, I would jump on this plus 11 quickly. All righty. To the association now, pretty busy Monday slate as it always is. Uh, anything that stands out to you uh, in the NBA? Yeah, let's talk about the Nuggets and the Mavericks. I'm excited to watch this game, right? Like, I, I, And my play here is under 209. Both these teams, a very slow pace, half-court type of offense. They both have a really good defense. In fact, Denver's second-best defense in the NBA. Opponents are only averaging – um, less than 100 points per game against them. You've got Murray and Porter Jr. who are going to be out. KP, good defense. He's got the length to contend, especially in the paint. Dallas, they're on their second game of a back-to-back, and their unders this season have hit 
eight and four. So my big play tonight, I love this, is the under of 209 in the Nuggets Mavericks game. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I do like the uh, under in that game. It is a low total, but, but these two teams can really um, slow the pace down uh, as they like to do. Both of their offensive stalwarts are guys who like to operate in the half court. Luka Doncic on one side, of course, Nikola Jokic, the MVP on the other side. So possessions take a while. They're not gunning, you know, six seconds into the shot clock. Um, I, I like the Nuggets side as well. The Nuggets have been awesome this season despite all the adversity. Michael Porter Jr. now out on the shelf joining Jamal Murray. We know the suspension that Jokic has had, but even with all those guys out, Jokic has been playing at an even better level than he did last year as an MVP. I think they're second or third right now in the Western Conference at nine and four, something like that. So with the Nuggets getting four, four and a half at some shops, I will take them as an underdog because Jokic is a guy who can single-handedly will his team to a victory. And so far this season, Dallas hasn't been a team that's been good covering the number. Um, Another interesting game is the Bulls at Staples Center visiting the LA Lakers. The Lakers are a one-point favorite with a total that's dropping. Um, I, I'm just going to stay away from the total, but I'll, I'll take the Bulls as a, a one. I'll put the point in my pocket with the Bulls. I think they can win this game outright. They're a complete team. No Nikola Vucevic, though, um, is a little concerning for matching up against Anthony Davis. I think Davis is going to have another monster game. 30 rebounds. I mean, 30 points, 15 rebounds, you know, five assists. So if you're playing Daily Fantasy tonight, I think he is a, ver- a great cash game and tournament staple. And if you want to go to the prop market, I think Davis is going to have a very full and robust stat line uh, with uh, the with Voos being out for the uh, Chicago Bulls, but I do think the Bulls have enough um, ancillary pieces. Levine as a scorer, um, Demar Derozan has been playing at an MVP caliber level. Alex Caruso, the Caruso goat, is back at Staples, and he'll get a few um, big uh, ovations, I'm sure. But I think the the, the Chicago team as currently constructed, even without Vucevic, is just slightly better than the Lakers team um, without LeBron James, without Trevor Ariza, without a few other pieces that they're still missing. So uh, I, I will take the point in my pocket with the Bulls, and uh, I think uh, if you want to sprinkle some on the money line there, I, I would do that as well because I think they're going to win this game outright. Obviously, I wouldn't put a point in my pocket if I didn't think that was going to be the outcome. So that's the way we're looking at the NBA slate tonight. Another very robust uh, Monday morning Daily Wager podcast with Tyler and Anita. A little bit more than 10 minutes of the bets you need, as promised, but should be a fun Monday night football game and some NBA to dive into as well. Please do us a favor and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe if you're enjoying the show. It helps us out tremendously. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Daily Wager Podcast. 